Welcome Walnut. I'm Lara, but you can call me Laz, your host for Walnut Wednesday. This is your reminder to be brave, be yourself, and know that you can make the world a better place just by what you decide today. Here, I'm going to share my weekly walnutings with you on a Wednesday. Hey Walnut, it is me Laz here for another episode of Walnut Wednesday and I am so excited this week to bring you my beautiful friend and delicious banana and this has been like a bucket list interview of mine for so long, for for a good couple years. Cassia, welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello. Thank you Lara, so beautiful to have um you for the next half hour but be on your podcast i'm delighted thank you oh it's like i love oh you've just been on my list for for quite a while so mm-hmm. walnut cassia um works a lot with spirit the akashic record your intuition all of those delicious woo-woo things that we love to chat about on the podcast so naturally i've got i've got her here to so i can ask her all the things for us but Cassia, I'll get you to please introduce yourself to the walnuts who have never met you before, please. Ooh. Okay, so, <laughs> so did I start? Well, um, I guess I I don't really know how to define myself or my work. I feel like there's so many different labels and it's really hard to kind of put yourself into a box and like I'm this on that yeah uh, but perhaps if I share what I do in a bit more detail and yeah that might maybe paint the picture so I work predominantly with the Akashic records and through the Akashic records I help um, other souls I guess to remember that they can connect they've got intuitive abilities and to kind of help them bridge the gap between being human, having this human experience, but remembering that we are so much more with this epic, limitless soul. So we can actually do more than just what our human self is led to believe, right, over, over you know, this human life. And I, it started with me, I guess, with past lives, Um a few years ago now and looking back now I can say okay I was I started tapping into the Akashic records but I've never heard of them I didn't know I've never you know intentionally gone in um and then if we go back you know a little bit back uh perhaps to my teenage years I've I grew up with a mum and a grandmother who were very much into like tarot, horoscopes, pendulums, energy. Um, but it was all very in-house, very hush-hush. So they never did anything for any clients as far as I can remember. We, I had my own little tarot deck, which I just assumed. And I think I was right. I think all of us girls at some point, maybe even boys as we were growing up, had tarot come through somewhere. Um, but I just thought it's normal. Like my mom, my grandma, that's what that's what grown-ups do, right? Crazy ladies. And so <laughs> uh, they play with pendulums. But the one thing my mom and my grandmother said is I can't take the tarot out. And that's probably because I was growing up in a country that is predominantly Catholic. And so even though my family wasn't so much um 
there was still that stigma, you know, it's not safe. So, yeah, so with Tara, I think when things started to happen for me where I thought I'm making things up as I'm, you know, because, of course, I took the Tara to school and I started reading. And for a kid that never fitted in, that was always the outsider, that was always because we moved around, was always the outcast. All of a sudden I was getting my teeny tiny moment in the spotlight. And so... I was doing readings for girls and then things were coming true and I thought I'm making things up here. So in my head, I'm like, hmm, I think I jinxed them. I think I jinxed them and that's why things are coming. So when it's great, it's great. But when you know, not so good things were coming true, I'm like, oh, I think that's me. Mm. So somewhere around the age of 19, I decided, oh, this is too scary. We're shutting it down. And especially when um, this was after my mum passed away as well. It just didn't, I feel like I held on to Tara because it was my connection to my mum. And even as things were not so good happening, um, I just held on to it. I need to put a little side note here for anyone that is perhaps thinking of exploring tarot. It's not the tarot that brought things on and it wasn't me, but any trained tarot reader, and this is where I would say go and learn from someone because you will learn how to filter information and how to, um, like with any reading, we don't want to do harm. So you don't, need to bring through everything um but as this teenager he was just kind of so open I think as a channel I was just bringing through everything there was no protection there was no like who am I connecting with I was just like this is what it is um so I just wanted to say this because tarot is absolutely safe you're absolutely safe channeling but I do recommend just working with someone who can tell you and this is whether it's tarot or mediumship, you know, these are the guidelines. This is what we say. This is what we don't say. This is how you disconnect. You know, that's yeah. really, really important. So I think it took my whole adult life, three children, uh, the interesting situation that we had 2020 to kind of shake me up again and go like, no, this is what you're meant to be doing. Yeah. And it came through past lives, which was so crazy to me so crazy so that's me in a tiny nutshell oh I, I love I love you in in all the all the nutshells um and I um was told by my teacher um that the tarot is also like it's a it's a port can tarot decks can be like portals so there's like all the practices on where you keep them and and things like that which is it's totally at your discretion and what what feels the safest for you as well but um what do you think about that the way that I kind of picture it is that because tarot is so well known it's actually just got a lot of a lot of energy put into it um and people using it that makes the tarot seem more powerful than say like an oracle deck um and I kind of like to use that like I've got the Rebecca Campbell work your light one which lots of people have too and I feel a um a stronger connection with that one than sort of like a moon deck or something like an or an, a normal not a normal but just just an oracle deck I just yes. 
I know it's not the one that you have. I've got that one, but I thought, oh, I'm just going to bring this and have it next to me here. And then you mentioned it. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to share. Yeah, I feel like her decks are like, mine's here, um, more well-known. And so I feel like sometimes there is a little bit more because there are a lot of more people using them, there is more energy in them. And I feel like that that's like what it is with the tarot. And that's why sometimes people sort of say like, oh, they're bad and they have all these woes. But I think it's because it's a collective energy that's actually put into the specific cards, if that makes sense. I absolutely agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I want to add, I think, to that as well, that um, when we look at these cards or tarot cards or anything, I mean, really, it is just cardboard, right? Like, this is cardboard. It's nothing. Uh, It's your intention. It's very much like with money. Money itself, that's just paper or plastic, Mm -hmm. like in Australia. But it's the meaning, the intention that we tie up to it, which is the same with the cards. That makes all the difference. So perhaps with tarot, people are scared because there are some pictures that initially, if you're flicking through, like, oh, God, we've got death, we've got the devil, you know. But they're actually positive cards and I think like I choose to never read them upside down but I know there's professional tarot readers who decide no no you have to read the upside down and the normal one but I don't uh I treat my tarot as mm, if I'm doing a reading um I will use the tarot because sometimes my client is not connected as much as I am, and mm. especially if it's a session that I'm doing for them. So terror becomes like this um, pictionary, and I'm like, yeah, this is what my guides are showing me. This is the picture. Let's mm. let's unravel it. Uh, so I look at terror more like that, like these little prompt cards that my guides give me. Um, I'm even gonna take it a step further and say, you know, the Ouija boards that everyone says stay away from them. I feel like if you sit with your beautiful friends around it, having, um, you know, delicious sweet tea, no alcohol, you know, and you're not thinking, ooh, let's tap into some sinister spirits. We just want to kind of connect. Um, and you call in the right guides, that little piece of wood or whatever is going to connect you to the right people. But because it has... Um, been popularized as this tool that connects you to bad spirits, bad portals, this little piece of wood is now the symbol of all evil, you know, when it comes to the spirit world. But it's really just a board and it's the intention. So we're always safe when we sit in positive intention. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much for um, sharing that. It was a tangent I didn't plan to to discuss with you, but I just found that I find that really, really interesting. Um, can you tell the walnuts listening who have um, obviously I talk, have talked about it many times, but the Akashic Records, um, can you how would you describe what what that is and connecting to it and what that sort of means if someone had never heard of it ever before? Sure. So, Lara, I see it as, oh, I would describe it in two ways. For people who need a visual, I would say it's a cosmic library that we get to go in and you get to pull a book about you, you in this life, 
you in previous lifetimes and you in future lifetimes. But also you can pull a book on other topics. But for those that have a um, bigger awareness and don't need the visual, I would say it's an energetic field that we tap into that contains information about every being, everything, even like the house, you know, every house has its own Akashic record, animals, anything. So we can shift our awareness, tap into this energetic field and receive information, which to me is like a manual that we get to tap in to kind of understand, like, how do we navigate through this life again? Like, what does this mean? What what do I do here? Why is this person like this? Yeah. It's like the manual. That's what I would say. I love it. I love it. I love hearing different descriptions of it. I'm my my um really, really good friend Amy, she she uses the Akashic Records quite a lot with her work. And she kind of described it, um, I can't remember if it was on Walnut Wednesday or not, but as um like Wi-Fi. You like you can't mm. see it. It's not an actual thing, but you can pull information and data and connection from it. Um it's just this non-tangible thing. So thank you for, for that description. I love that description. Cassia, um, I would love to talk about coming out as an intuitive person. Like, you know how they say coming out of the spiritual closet or whatever. Like, that to me is is a brave task. That to me is a walnutting saying, hi, I'm the, I'm the crazy card lady with the crystals in her bra. Like, <laughs> you know, some people normal 3d not normal but you know 3d muggles are like what the hell she sounds crazy um how did you do you have a sort of coming out story of um being who you are and being in service the way you are I don't know if I have an epic story that would inspire anyone or do anything <laughs> like that, but my story really is there was my life before this awakening um, mm. and there is after. And the one before, I would say, I was very much asleep. I was the kind of person who was very surface level. Now, things happened in my life as well, and some were extremely sad, some were uh, traumatic. Um, but I kind of always said, oh, well, this happened to me, or, you know, my family was like this, and see, I turned out fine. I'm normal, you know, like yeah. those. Um and I had a very close family member and she was very much, she was another level above me to like just no talking about feelings. She's just go, 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 you know. Yeah. And she, around the same time when I had my awakening, I would say she had her awakening, but she took her awakening to um, a psychologist who said, well, it's because your dad or your brother or someone or this happened to you. Whereas... Um, I started to unravel and I started to see that working with spirit is going to heal all that. But to answer the question of coming out of the closet, it was kind of really hard 
initially because I'm someone who used to have in the past projects. Like I would get bored with something and then I would decide I am now an eyelash stylist. Yeah. And then like a few years later, no, I now create my own slow fashion label or whatever. Or I'm a business coach, you know. Um, and so I just, I had to actually stop and think about do I want to announce this? Or is this like when we're pregnant, the first three months we don't tell anyone and we kind of want to be with this little secret and, and feel into it and allow it to grow. Mm. And it wasn't that I was scared coming out and saying, hey, I'm that crazy lady with the crystals in my bra. <laughs> it was more just, <laughs> for me, it was more, will people now think, oh, here we go again. She's got another project. Yeah, we can't take her serious because she will change her mind in a few months. So I really had to sit with it for that reason. And I think initially um, I decided mm, it's too hard because now I don't know. So at that time I was a coach for actually lash stylists, like helping them grow their business. And I'm like, well, I'm seeing these past lives. I am going somewhere. I'm seeing faces in my meditations what is happening how can I incorporate this into this and so I actually confided in a beautiful friend that I love so much we have never met she lives across the world but we connected on the internet and she told me I'm sorry but I am she was the first one that I told she said my beliefs she's Christian, I can't remember what branch of Christianity, but she said, my beliefs don't allow me to support you. Um, it goes against everything that we believe. So I can't support you in this. And I'm sorry. And initially when I when I heard this, I was devastated. I was like, oh my God, this is my first attempt to kind of go and say, hey, I'm coming out of the closet. Mm. Do you have my back? And I heard this. So I was crushed. But months later, when I re-listened, I felt like my energy must have been different now because I could see that actually, well, she was being honest. She stood up yeah. for her beliefs. She didn't try to sugarcoat this experience for me to make the blow easier. And I have a lot of respect for that. Absolutely. Our friendship kind of, yeah, our friendship has kind of, grown apart um but I feel like it's also we kind of lost touch because she went to do other things but it took me a while after that to actually tell anyone else and I think because I had a good sisterhood of women around me who um um we're all trying to work out like you know like a mastermind kind of thing so we're yeah. all there for the same purpose and that helped me because they encouraged me. They're like, you, you don't have to figure it out. Just go and tell, like us, you know, tell someone. And I think, yeah, it just started happening. I started having sessions. It was so bizarre. I can't even remember the, the exact steps. But I was yeah. kind of like, when I decided, okay, that's what I'm doing, it took a life of its own. And, yes, I have lost family and friends in a process. But also when I came out, with this it was a challenging time anyway and families were falling apart over other reasons 
So I feel like the air was thick as it is, and I just added a little bit more uh, oil to the fire <laughs> with this. But I feel like it was good because it allowed me to see who my people are and who perhaps we have grown apart and our paths need to, you know. Totally. Yeah. I don't know if that answers yeah. the question. No, 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 it does. And and that that happens, and I think it takes a little a little bit of living through the hard things or just not sugarcoating, not sweeping under the rug um, and to get to this point of actual acceptance and like, hey, I I love you, but we are not, I am not in that space now where we connected at that level. I have changed or they have changed and, and that's okay. And there is a mutual amicable respect there to not even cut the ties, but just let it be. Let things be how how they are. Um, I had something I wanted to say, and I've it's gone out of my brain now, so that's fine. Um, but I would love to know, Cassia, what um, what would you say if there was a walnut listening who is sort of feeling like I feel like I can't be myself. I feel like it's it's hard to sort of not even come out of, of of a closet or a spiritual closet or any kind of closet, but just feels like they are living with glasses on and feeling like they are hiding a little bit for fear of other people, external things and things like that. Um, oh, that's what I was going to say, where um, sometimes when you make the leap, you the universe, I feel, kind of just plops a little... <laughs> A little reminder in there to go, are you sure? Like what you were saying with the example with your friend who said um, respectfully, I can't. Um, sometimes the universe just loves to sort of just chuck a little test in and say, you've sort of declared this, but I'll just check if you're serious. <laughs> That's what I wanted to sort of say. Such um, a good point, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. which I feel like you've you've gone through and many of the walnuts listening um, probably do resonate with that too when you're sort of like, I'm going to do this. And then it's like, oh, here's an obstacle. You sure? <laughs> um, but back to my question. Sorry, I sidetracked. Um, but what would you say to a walnut listening who feels um, alone or like they can't really shine for whatever external reasons they may be um, that might be struggling with that? When you were asking this question, I actually asked the Akashic Masters what they have to say about this. And I like the answer, so I'm just going to share it with you the way they yeah. share it. When you look at a baby, brand new baby, right, it doesn't have any particular taste or likes or dislikes or preferences to hair colours or music or anything. It is pure love, right? It is like this clean slate. Mm. And anyone, it doesn't matter whether you're a baby person or not, but I believe when you see a baby, you can't help but smile and feel this immense love because babies are the essence of a soul before the world starts to change them, right? They are this essence, this pure love. And each one of us is exactly that essence, embodiment of pure love. So often when we feel like we can't be ourselves, I believe it's not about, mm, I like to have green hair, 
but my family doesn't like it, so I can't have it. Or, you know, I love girls, but I can't share this with anyone, so I have to hold it in, you know, that kind of. Mm -hmm. I think it's about love at the bottom because when it's almost like you're scared to let it all out, not because people will judge you, but because it will emanate so much love because that's who you really are, that pure essence, pure love. Whether you choose to put it into green hair or wearing black clothes, right, uh, or short skirts, that's just how you choose to channel this energy because in your mind this is the physical embodiment of this expression of love. So when we decide... I am going to stand here still and strong and firmly being this embodiment of this pure love, like, just like the baby, and allow people who want to get some of this love energy from me to come to me. But those who feel like, oh, this is too much, I can't handle this, and they turn away, be okay with it. And I think that's the key, to be okay that people may not like, not you, not your hair, not because you decided I love green hair, but because they can't handle this light that you're emanating. Because when you think about it, if you can, if you close your eyes now, so those walnuts that are feeling like, okay, this is me, I feel like I can't be myself. If you close your eyes for a moment, and you think about what does that mean to you? Is it, mm. you know, putting that love into, like I said, you know, colouring your hair green and putting on dark makeup? Is it um, telling the world, hey, I love, you know, girls or boys or mm. cats? Whatever it is, um, how does that make you feel? If everyone was okay with it, if there was no one standing in a way and you could be truly truly yourself the way you think you want to be mm. and I feel like that would fill your heart with joy and happiness and bliss so if you feel this way people will feel it and this is the love that I'm talking about that some won't be able to handle mm. some won't be able to handle and it's okay because it's not their time, they have their own wounding. You know, I even had a client who whose family couldn't handle her life because in every past life they were part of this French Revolution, but on the opposite side. She was fighting for the people and they were part of the army. And so still now when they see her, she is too good, too pure, too much love, you know. Mm. There's nothing that we can judge about her, but we have to because ugh, she's so such a miss goody goody shoes right mm. so I feel like really when you come to when you sit with yourself and you go like wow but it brings me so much joy to express myself to be myself and you just put it out there because you're not doing it to harm anyone right you're doing it because it's you it's it's that love and we're just channeling into these different forms so if you can do that Imagine how amazing the world would be. Like we would just be standing on the shoulders of giants here. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's the hardest part. We live in a world that is so busy, so clogged up, so full of stuff, so storm in a teapot about silly things, about work, about money, about things. 
Um, it's not often that we come back to a space of what do I love? What do I genuinely feel like yes. doing? Not because I saw it on my Instagram or not because someone said, but me by myself. What, that's what the hardest it? bit. Yeah. yeah. So often yeah. when we say we can't be ourselves, it's because we don't know. We feel yeah. this love, but we don't know. And that's why I say, you know what, you just connect to the things that bring you love and joy and bliss. And it's hard, you know, if you're a younger person, it's hard because you're told by your friends you should like this or you should mm. wear these clothes. But if you sit by yourself in a dark room and you close your eyes and you go like, okay, these clothes that my friends are saying I should be wearing to be part of whatever hmm does that bring me joy does that bring me that bliss does that make me feel happy and if it's no if it doesn't feel good it's not for you that's not you that is the Mm -hmm. best way to decide instead of trying to work out well if I wear this I'm going to be popular or I'm going to have this I'm going to have lots of friends right just go does it feel good does it feel good for you to express yourself through, I don't know, tattoos, right? Like if it does, hello, do that. Who cares what everyone says? Who cares what you will look like when you're 80? There's going to be so many of us now um, 80 with shriveled skins and tattoos. Like it's going to be the norm. But one more thing they said actually, um, Lara, is you don't want to get to a point in your life where you are too old, too sick, to um, too far gone to the end of your life where you go like, oh, damn it, I wish I had more time to express myself, to be myself, to go back and fix this and be more happy within myself. I think when you get to like my age, I always said, you know what, I've got a husband now, I don't care, you know, like, he loves me, he has to love me, so I don't care, you know, but when you get to my age, you really, truly just don't care about how people perceive you, because I know, I see them with love, I meet them with love, and I can see their pain, and I can see that when they say something um, hurtful to me, It's not me in particular that they're trying to hurt. They are reacting to something that I remind them of perhaps, something that perhaps I do or said or didn't do or didn't say. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Um, My my brother-in-law said just this morning actually in the car, um, sort of which reminded me of it, um, we're talking about going to concerts and he said, you you never or you really really um regret going to the concert but what you do regret is not going or not buying the tickets you know so just go for it and and see where it sort of sort of leads you um Cassia now I have been lucky enough to already have had a spirit session with you and it was so delicious and I can't wait to re-watch my recording again um but to the walnuts listening who um, are immediately attracted to you and everything, uh, what, um, I was going to say, what are your offers? But where where can walnuts find you, essentially, to connect with you further? 
So I guess if you type in my name, which is uh, not a very common name, I mean, it is, but I guess not here so much, Kasia Berg, um, you will find me anywhere. So, <laughs> I mean, if I had John Smith, I wouldn't tell you go and Google it because you will probably come across a lot. But type in <laughs> Kasia Berg, you will find me mostly on Instagram. You will find me, you know, I, would, I don't I don't want to brag uh, how many social media platforms I'm using because it's embarrassing. But um, the session that we did, it was special to me too. And that's a tiny session. My um, favorite session is when we get um, your soul's blueprint, like when we go and get your past lives, your um you know, life lessons, you know, whether you wear star seed, what kind of star seed, like all this stuff, because it paints this amazing deep picture, big picture of who you are. And even as I'm pre-channeling this, because there's so much information, I'm already like sitting with this photograph of this person and I'm like, oh my God, I'm in awe of like who you are and what you've done and you went through this and this is what you do and this is how you are here. And then we connect and it's even more powerful because I can feel their energy and it's just, I'm like, oh yeah, I can feel that so much. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. One of those has been on my bucket list. It's on the notes on my phone from like two years ago to get one of those. So I can't wait for my session, especially now that I've had a little taste tester, but Walnut, I will pop all the details to find this beautiful woman in the show notes for you if you want to connect uh, further. Um, but my divine angel, can you please let me know, is there anything left on your heart before we wrap up that you feel like you haven't shared or that you would like to let a walnut listening know or any last little tidbits from from you? The way you said that. Oh, I get goosebumps. I I think this was so juicy, so beautiful. I think if I can say one last thing is to, if you don't know what to do, if you don't know whether you are intuitive or not intuitive or what your intuition is or what is right, what is wrong or who you are, Close your eyes, put your hand on your heart so that you can anchor yourself into your heart and just ask, is this my bliss and happiness? Does Mm. this make me feel blissful and happy? And I promise you, if you follow that, which is, in my opinion, your way to go through life intuitively, the way you are supposed to go here to have the best human experience, you will never be um, on a wrong path. You will never feel out of alignment you will never be searching for any meaning or purpose you will always just have this northern star of bliss and happiness and it will guide you to all these beautiful beautiful experiences I love that thank you so much thank you thank you thank you yes and I totally agree and I told yeah I absolutely absolutely agree um I do have a final question that I ask to all my guests on the podcast, which I think ties in really nicely to to what you've just said. But what does being a walnut mean to you? So speaking of being your authentic self, 
Walnuts were always actually my favorite nut, and that's because where I grew up, they were quite exotic, so it wasn't very common that you would have them. But I also loved them because every time when you crack open that shell, there was always a beautiful nut there, and it was delicious. It had so many memories connecting me to, like, Christmas and, you know, family and unlike many other nuts, it doesn't pretend, like the peanut, to be a legume. It is a pea, it's a nut. A walnut is a nut. And that's exactly what I feel um, ties in all this, all this stuff that you do, you know, your work and a topic today. Being authentically yourself is being that walnut, not a peanut, not a peanut that pretends to be a legume, but a walnut. Oh my gosh, I, I'm just, well, not, if you're not watching this episode, I'm just like dog grinning. I love it so much. <laughs> Thank you, Cass. Yeah. Oh, I feel like we could talk forever. I have more questions, so maybe we'll have to have a round two one day, but thank you very much for your time. And yeah, Walnut, thank you for your time as well for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, take a little screeny shot and share and tag us and connect with us. I'm sure I can speak on behalf of both of us that, we love to hear from you and work with you and be in service for you as well. And Cassia, thank you so much. Thank you so, so much for this bucket list episode of mine. It's been such a pleasure. Um, and thank you for all you do in the world. You are just a delicious, divine, beautiful little angel. And I'm so happy to have connected with you and to have had this opportunity to chat with you about your work. So thank you as well. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. You are so kind to me. Oh, just beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, beautiful being. And thank you for having me on your podcast. Have a happy, happy Walnut Wednesday, and I will talk to you next week. Bye.